Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 115. Happy Monday morning, mamas. It is Monday, October 2nd, and it's finally starting to feel like fall in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, in the headlines last night, devastating shooting in Las Vegas. So any of you who are in the Vegas area, we're just praying that you are safe and that your loved ones are safe. And I'm just absolutely tremendously, I mean, just blown away, um, about this attack and our hearts and prayers are with you. As we recorded this episode with Lisa Cox, uh, Hurricane Harvey had just hit Texas. So uh, we, we talk about the devastation that's going on there. I want to remind everybody, if you're not receiving our newsletter, we'd love it if you'd sign up for the newsletter to get um, key information on things we have going on, as well as a, a little note each week on who we've interviewed and um this week or this month in September and October, we've been letting everybody know through the newsletter that uh, 40% of book sales from Lose the Cape and Lose the Cape Never Will I Ever are going to go to local charities of Aubrey's Choice in Texas. Um, I think one of the unfortunate things that happened, not only was the devastation so bad um, in Texas, but then, as y'all will remember, uh, which had not happened yet when we recorded this interview, along came Irma, the huge uh, storm that hit Florida and the East Coast all the way up through South Carolina where I'm at. So a lot of resources and attention was diverted from Texas that still really, really needs it. Um, so we are donating 40% of book sales, ebook and print book from Lose the Cape and Lose the Cape Never Will I Ever. The link to get both of those are in the show notes, or you can just go to Amazon and look them up and find them there. Um, so today our interview is with Lisa Cox, and um, it's really a fantastic interview. I loved all the different things that we talked about, including the boxing program that she has uh, is starting up for kids who have special needs and um, – you know, just she's just so full of, of great energy and great resources. Uh, she's the author of a book, Not Yet, which is just an amazing little uh, children's book, which we talk all about in the interview. So I hope you will join us, listen to this interview, go check out Lisa, check out her book, check out anything she has on her website because she's just amazing and we love her. Enjoy the show. You can get all of the show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 115. Hey, boss ladies. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company providing gifts for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. You can find me at www.todaymaysuck.com or join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Today May Suck Comfort Corner. Have a happy day. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom. So join us and lose the cape. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast where we interview 
busy modern moms, moms who support moms, and moms with a an important story to share. Today we get uh, to interview someone who is all three of those things. So it's a, it's going to be a great interview, and I can't wait for you to um, meet Lisa Cox. Lisa Cox is a blogger, a children's book author. She, You may be familiar with her if you're following us on Instagram or on our Facebook page because she was our social media sponsor last week. She's recently published a book called Not Yet, a children's book about persevering through mistakes and learning from them. Lisa is a former teacher and school counselor of 24 years. She's married with three grown sons. She has a passion for empowering children and families and hope that through her writing, people can find hope and encouragement. She promotes kindness, appreciates diversity, and overcoming adversity. And these are all important attributes that she values. She has a wide variety of hobbies and skills, including boxing, songwriting, blogging, writing children's book, planning a boxing program for kids with challenges, which I can't wait to find out about because I think something like that would be amazing for my ADHD son and rescuing dogs. She's also in the battle against Parkinson's disease. So um, we're going to talk to her about that and try not to cry as we all talk about what life is like going through a really important struggle uh, with life. So her favorite comment from a dear friend with whom she reconnected from college, um, recently reconnected with from colleges. How did I miss that you had ADHD all those years ago? <laughs> so she says that comment kind of sums her up. She has many projects going on, loves life. And wow, this is, I don't know how we're going to fit all of this into a 30 minute interview, but welcome Lisa. We're so happy Thank to you. talk to you. Wow. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, okay. So by the time this airs, all of this will be old news, but um, just as a, as a, we're all a little bit emotional right now. As y'all know, Aubrey lives in Texas and currently it is August 30th and they have just been getting slammed with this uh, tropical, was it actually a hurricane or was it a tropical storm? Either way, the flooding has been no, tremendous. It and, was, but the thing is, okay, this Harvey hit as a cat four, a cat mm. four hurricane. Sorry, my and bad. That's, that's kind of important news, that I wouldn't know that. Yeah. No. Well, the news is um, not really, that's not the big story because the flood is the big story. Yeah. But even though this will be um, aired at a later date, y'all, Rockport is devastated. Port Aransas is a total loss. These are places that as a Texan, we visit, we vacation. Um, there was a mobile home park in Port Aransas. It is 100% gone, gone, yeah. Yeah. the total gone. So yeah, this was not just a flood event. This was a cat or hurricane that hit the Texas coast. And there are towns beyond Houston that are, I mean, devastated, uh, yeah. churches, schools. It, it is not, it's a bad situation and just continued prayers, even though that this will, um, air at a later date. I have a brother-in-law who's a Texas game warden. He just got sent out because Harvey just made landfall again as a tropical storm this morning. Oh, wow. um, so it's not continuing to let up. Um, yeah, yeah, I've well, got family I, down there. Yeah, we absolutely we watched them get rescued on Facebook Live on a boat. I oh mean, this gosh. is just 
Yeah, as a South Carolinian, I am no stranger to hurricanes and hurricane damage. And and, uh, we were hit really hard in in 2015. Um, The the storm itself wasn't so bad. It was just like what's happening in Texas, the the flooding. And we had a bunch of dams that broke and neighborhoods just wiped out, houses gone. I mean, so I understand. And roads washed out. I mean, it took... It took over a year and a half for our community to like be rebuilt. So my heart is definitely with right. with well, y'all because we understand. This this is gonna affect everybody. I mean, the refineries that are in mm-hmm. the Texas Gulf mm-hmm. Gulf Coast. I mean, we we I'm three hours north of Houston, and we're already running out of gas. Our grocery stores are. Um, the grocery store here in Texas, the major one is HEB. Our the biggest dis- distribution is in Houston. Um, when we run out of milk and bread and eggs, it all comes from Houston. So yeah. it'll be a rough next few months here. Wow. But on a brighter note, <laughs> the sun is shining here in Central Texas. Yay. Um, we are, I think Texans bleed pride. We bleed compassion. And I couldn't be more proud to be from Texas right now. Well, you know, they say everything's bigger in Texas. So I guess that's... Th- it is. Our... <laughs> Our hearts, our hearts are bigger and we're stepping up and we're helping each other out. Oh, that's great. So, so sorry to hijack well, your morning, interview Lisa. there, Lisa. <laughs> we just, we like to make sure that we wrap in important things going on in our lives. And this one impacts a lot of, a lot of people actually in our community and, and listeners. So um, well, I want to yeah. say I um, spent my first five years after college in Texas teaching in Dallas. So I have a heart Yay. for for um, Texans and everything is bigger. and better. Yes, it is. And I, I actually <laughs> lived do. in Texas. I actually lived in Texas from the time I was in kindergarten through fifth grade. So it's, you know, the very important years of my life. I was a Texan too. So yeah, we're with you. We're with you. And Aubrey's grandmother yes. passed away last week. So yes, sad about that too. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk to Lisa. She's happy. <laughs> okay. Let's talk to Lisa before we're all just balls of, of mess here. So what did I miss? And you've you got a pretty comprehensive bio, but um, well, let's start with your book, first of all, because I okay. thought that was just the cutest little book and we can work backwards or work around from that. But what, what made you decide to get into writing children's books? And it, was this your first one? Not yet was your first one, right? This one is our first one, and I co-wrote it with a friend named Lori Hakana. And I started into this crazy writing thing um, about the time I was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Mm. And I had a friend, this is the power of words for you, um, who kept telling me I was a writer. And she kept telling me, so you're good at writing. And she, year, a couple of years before that, she, um, I, I, she um, has twin girls that are launching a country music career. They're called the Hobbs Sisters. Cool. And they are, and when she first told Lori and I, the three of us are friends, this, um, Nancy Hobbs is her name. And she said, they're launching this country music career. And so we said, oh, little girls launching country music. That's really nice. And then we <laughs> and were like, oh, yes, girls launching country. They are darn good. And so as a joke, I sent her some, some um, song lyrics. For the girls and she kept saying send me more send me more so i got so that's how i started the writing was writing song lyrics that's I, cool <laughs> with the girls they've so, so since surpassed me and they're in nashville now and doing great and um so i have a couple other co-writers so my first love is writing song lyrics because i think it's the most difficult it's like a word to do uh-huh. for me 
And um, so, so I had these song lyrics that I wrote called Yet. Uh, at the time, it was just called Yet. And because I worked in, as a guidance counselor at the time, which was just last year, and um, there's a new there's a um, new theory that a lot of educators are um, are embarking on called um, growth mindset. And to get kids to have a growth mindset and not worry about their mistakes. So this song yeah. was, was in tune with that. So my friend Lori Hockema read my song lyrics and she said to me, Lisa, this is not a song. This is a children's book. Oh. And that's what launched, launched it. And so the two of us who have been longtime friends, like 25 years friends, and we um, ripped this song apart and reworked it and reworked it until we got this children's book called Not Yet. And it's a labor of love between two dear friends. And, and it all started with, with our third friend who encouraged me through her, her encouragement to say, Lisa, you're a writer, you're a writer. And that, so that all um, was just so encouraging to me. And so we, we, we um, got a, um, self-published it. And um, we have this girl, Larissa, who's on the front cover. Um, we worked with an illustrator who we um, worked with and worked with and worked with until she, we said, we're not going to stop until we hear that this girl is adorable. <laughs> and, um, so when we heard she was adorable then we went forward and we made if you look at her closely we made sure we have some real important things that we wanted to point out in the book one is that she is um, multicultural mm -hmm. we were hoping that you know she, she would look a lot like a lot of different kids who, so a lot of different kids could say oh yeah she kind of looks like me and um, she's a girl who has got dreams and and through the book, she works her dreams and she doesn't get down about mistakes. And that's the message we want to send to kids. Yeah. And she's so cute. My daughter she is oh, cute. Sorry. No, I just with her little red untied shoes yeah. and her, <laughs> she is super cute. Yeah. When, I, when we first. My daughters are five and 10. I'm sorry. Would you rec it? Can you say what about what age group this would be um, good for? Because I'm on Amazon right now, and I just want to know which one I need to give it to. <laughs> it um, really um, hones in kindergarten through second grade. But I've had perfect fifth grade teachers call me and ask me to come into their classrooms to teach the book to, to them. And I know a teacher in North Carolina who is teaching it to her staff, using it as a – it's one of those books that has a message that everyone should hear, but really it's probably geared – kindergarten through second grade and preschool because my co-author Lori Hockema reads it to her three-year-old four-year-old now grandson and he loves it and so it's funny we had I have to say we had one bad bad book review from a child it's quite funny <laughs> my, my one of my main co-writers Heather Richardson she has two daughters and um, her older daughter I, I she's having a baby so I gave the this book to each of the girls for um, a big sister present. And the older girl squealed and, and just loved, she loves books. Oh, Lisa, I'm so excited that I got your book. And the, the younger girl who's in kindergarten, who's not a book lover, got this pout face on and it was so kind of adorable. And she's like, oh, <sighs> I thought it was going to be a real present. So, um, oh. <laughs> so I, I laugh and I, I call my co-writer and said, We've had really good response, but we did get one bad interview from so someone who wanted a present, not a, not a book. So she's adorable. My my friend's daughter Sophie, she has these. She comes up with what I call Sophieisms. Well, I I um 
I don't know if you know this or not, Lisa, but I also am an author and publisher. And um, so I have a ton of questions that I would love to ask you, but I will not hijack the entire interview. I promise. (laughs) We may have to set up a separate phone call, (laughs) but two questions that I think, because I, I get a lot of, I know there are a lot of women who listen to this podcast who have book ideas in them. So I think this is totally relevant. I've never done a children's book. I want to write a children's book really badly. I've had it on my heart since my daughter passed away to write a book for children grieving a sibling. Um, and I just, I like, it's so funny. I publish all these other books. I have no idea what to do with the children's book. I have no idea how to get started, how to do it, how to find an illustrator, how to anything. So we're definitely going to have to have a chat with that. But just how, how did you, I mean, you, you had written the lyrics. You guys decided to tear it apart and make it into a book. But then how did you find your illustrator? Because I know that's a big thing. That was our first um, research. We did a lot of research and we researched um, self-publishing companies and we researched our independent um, illustrators and we decided for this first book to go with a self-publishing company. We went with Dog Ear Publishers publishers, and they they picked out an illustrator for us. And Ah. it took a while for us to get the right um, image that we had in mind and the type style that we wanted her to do. And that sometimes they tell us that could take up to a year. Holy moly. So keep that in mind, ladies. <laughs> but but we, we, she got it. We, once she, she nailed what we were after, which is more of a watercolor effect and mm-hmm. was, um, not as detailed. And once she got it, we ran with it and it only took us probably seven or eight months to, to finally publish that book. That's which great. Is, which is um, pretty quick as well. Yeah, that is. Well, it's a beautiful book. If anyone is looking for, let's see, you guys describe it. I mean, you just answered this question a minute ago, but in case someone zoned out, because we know that happens, uh, age range four to eight years, grade level preschool to third grade, um, and really just a, 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 a beautiful book, a beautiful book for. In the back of the book, there's a place for um, three pages where the child who owns the book can draw, there's a dream bubble and a silhouette of a, of a child that they can turn that, they can draw that into themselves and put oh. their dreams in the book. So it's like a- Oh, I love it. I love that well, so much. I just ordered one. I just ordered mine, oh. but now I'm gonna have to go order some more because I I love what you just said about the dream bubble. So Well, now, I think this would be so good in your kitty. Yeah, and in your kitty- in well, your kitty crates, yeah. in your kitty boxes. I mean, how yes. cool is that? Uh, you, you and Lisa should talk no, offline about chills. getting them. I love this. We, sh- uh, <laughs> we should just, let's just stop recording and we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll so talk about so, our, own, our own agenda. So yeah. it's a book about, um, demonstrates for our readers what growth mindset looks like. Um, the main character has big dreams and an attitude of positive thinking that's going to take her into the future with all kinds of possibilities. And I just can't imagine a better book for children right now than something that makes them think bigger, think about their mindset, grow big dreams, um, opening up to, you know, I love that you made her kind of multicultural. So it's, it's available for all kids to feel like they can connect with her and, I'm such a nerd. I am crying as we talk about this book. <laughs> I get so excited about books. <laughs> here's the here's our next step. We um, we already have in the docket started um, a book about her brother when he grows up. 
Oh, and then a third book that we're ready that we're just we're ready to do about her grandma because we want people to see where her the strength comes this web of support that oh Oh. (laughs) grandma's we can't talk about grandma's right now (laughs) apparently a lot's off the table in this interview we are both (laughs) sorry lisa (laughs) oh that's i'll I'll share with you later maybe because it's it's gonna be i'm so excited for that one well, that's going to be you, a big If one you want to share, you can share. I'm it, not share. a weenie. <laughs> grandmas are so important. And, and grandmas are so important. And grandpas. And, and grandpas. Um, so that, that book, that is actually um, my co-author's um, brainstorm and, and so her, her idea. So um, we have three that we're, that we're in the process, in the, in the dockets for that. So that's um, really, so as soon as we break even with this first one, because um, it's, it's expensive to hire it is expensive. an illustrator. Yeah, it is. And your illustrator, especially in a children's book, but your illustrator is it makes or breaks your book. Absolutely, book. absolutely. So it's very important to, to spend money on, the, on that and, and get someone that that really matches what your style is. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share this on on Aubrey's behalf because I don't know if she can if she can do it without crying and <sighs> good grief the way I'm going today. I don't know if I can do it without crying either. But. <laughs> know we were talking about the book about grandma and how important grandmas are she shared this post last week um from the funeral her five-year-old is named after her grandma Mm. so it's ruby and ruby i can't do this Um, (laughs) but she posted a picture Uh of of just a snapshot that she just took candidly and it's her little ruby standing in front of of the casket of grandma ruby with the pallbearers and talking about what a big influence her grandma had on her and how it's kind of like past and future all together and yeah, so it was. Are... I didn't like, I have no idea how it took place. <laughs> it started raining, and I was just, I, I thought the umbrellas, and we were, it was just beautiful. Even in the pouring rain, I see these umbrellas, and I didn't have Ruby. My sister had my little Ruby, and she's all by herself, and the casket's in the background, and she just has this look of, on her face like, I'm I'm next. I'm the future. And I snapped it and I didn't even know I snapped it. I was going through my phone afterwards and I'm like, you know, that was my answer that life does go on and what a beautiful life ending. So yeah, it was grandmothers. Grandmothers are the glue. I mean, grandpas are, but grandmothers are the glue, especially I think our generation grandmothers because they had to be so strong. Oh, their lives, you know, when you think about it, like I think about the fact that when my grandma was born, like they still had an outhouse, okay? And to think about living on a farm in severe winters in Iowa with an outhouse, <laughs> it's like <laughs> difference in life. And now she, she Facebook messages me, and I'm just like, <laughs> what they have. Done through our generation of grandmas I don't know that we'll ever see they've been through world wars and I mean they've seen it all I don't know that there will ever be there's a reason they're called the greatest generation and then some I mean I I don't know that there'll ever be another generation that can claim to have witnessed Mm -hmm. so much and evolved so much and it's just amazing Mm -hmm. yeah total total side note there but two more things about the book (laughs) <laughs> we'll come back to you now, Lisa. <laughs> Sorry. Did you notice that the author, other author's name is Lori, and my name is Lisa, and the girl's name is Larissa? 
Ah, I did not make that connection, but that's yes, that's, very cool. that's how we got the name. And she, in the book, she wears a bracelet all the time. She calls it her power bracelet. And we have those for the, for kids. We can't sell it with a book um, because of our publisher, self publisher. But we sell those at like at author signings and to schools. And um, if anyone wants one, they can email us to too. But um, it, the the bracelet actually says "Not yet" on one side, and you'll get there. You bet. And oh. we did that because we feel like kids need visuals to yes. um, put in their in their um, in their minds and, and visuals that they can keep looking at. And when I first was diagnosed with Parkinson's, I had this honkin' bracelet that had in huge letters "Fearless," mm. and I wore that all the time. And so, you know, there are times I just would feel that bracelet, and that would help me give me strength just to get through whatever I was getting through. So that's that's part of the reason why we gave her the the bracelet. I love it. Okay, so we can't buy the bracelet with the book, but so I want the bracelet now. Since I just bought the book. Um, where can I go to buy the bracelet? You can email me and I will get you a bracelet. I can. And what awesome. about our listeners? Because you don't want everybody emailing you, do you? Is there a place um, that they can go to buy them? You know, if you go to our website, you could, um, there's a place you can leave a message. And, um, and, and actually, I'll just give you, I can give you our, um, doodles and dreams email address it's doodles it's doodles and dreams hub at, at gmail.com and what's the website address um doodles and dreams com. okay got it all right great we'll make sure that's included in our show notes as well all right well that's fantastic but Let's get back to talking a little bit more about you and three boys. That must have been yeah. fun. How old are they yeah, now? Um, they're 28, 24, and 19. And I can hardly believe they're that old. Oh, I know. So, I mean, I can't believe my oldest is already. Goes fast. I can't yes. even imagine when he's 28. So um, are any of them, hopefully not the 19-year-old, but are any of them married or <laughs> have kids no, of their own yet? Uh, no, my oldest has a girlfriend. Yeah. Yay. Um, yes, that's a good start. And she has, she's lovely. I love her. She's just lovely. And um, my, my, yeah, they don't. And so they're all, except two of them are eligible. And um, they are just, they, they've been a, so much fun growing up. I, I grew up with one sister. Mm-hmm. So to have three boys was um, just, just a new thing for me. And right. it was always jaw dropping every time I turned around. And, um, <laughs> So I, I, it was hilarious at times, but um, I'm sure we, we, we had a lot of fun. My, my husband is the third of four boys. So I can kind of imagine what your life was like just by hearing stories from my mother-in-law. Boy, I hope your boys were better behaved than hers were though. Well, I learned <laughs> my motto was right at kindergarten, never to say never. Right. Never to say never. That's and so my, true. My middle son, I came home with a note that he was standing on the sinks in the bathroom. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, we, we, I have more probably stories about my middle son than anything, but he, he's, he's just an ornery fun kid. It's the middle children. We love yeah. to cause chaos. <laughs> I, I can say that with experience. <laughs> so, okay. I'm really interested and in Aubrey jump in here. If you have questions too. No, um, I know you're, what you're going to ask. Cause I'm on the website right now for the first punch. <laughs> the punch I, I am. I am going to ask about this because 
First of all, I think this would be, I hope you're planning on making it something that like moms and kids can do together. Um, but if you're not, that's okay. I can just still stand there and do it too. But let's talk about this and let's talk about, um, so your bio says now, now let me pull up the page. Is it done? Have you guys already? We are in the process of, of forming a nonprofit. How it started is with my Parkinson's, I do a program called Rock Steady Boxing. Mm -hmm. And it's been research-based and showing that, it, that to do that intense form of exercise, it kind of it slows the progression of the disease. And the camaraderie rock, I can't say enough about Rock City. They started as one gym and they are all over the world now. They have affiliates all over the world. So um, this, I would say for me, um, the idea was sprung from Rock City, but I had another person who really had the idea originally. And um, so I just kind of kind of partnered with him. His name is Ben Glenn. And he, he wanted to start a boxing program for, for kids for years because he has ADHD and mm -hmm. that's how he um, is, is manages his ADHD. It really helps him to do this intense boxing exercise. Yeah. So we, um, and then, and I have another friend, just like all these, these people kind of get, came together to make this work another friend whose daughter has cerebral palsy and she I got to know her through school and little Bella is like one of my dear little friends little friends and so she started boxing with me just on the side and we were so amazed at how what we saw in Bella and um, start using her right side which she only has 50 percent usage of and she just started wow. growing and and really um using that side like it's trying where it was before she would, would not even attempt to use that side. it was too much effort so that's so marcy and i her mother um did a kickstart campaign campaign to do a pilot program for the summer so we solicited the kids and our kids um we call it a, a first punch for um, boxing for kids and by the way the, the name came from um, originally a song everything i do starts with a song <laughs> And um, so, there, so we, that's the only song I have on iTunes that the artist F. Heather Richardson is the song first punch. And so that inspired this program. And um, so we got the kids and the kids came in and our kids have um, all kinds of disabilities. And, you know, I, I, I hate to say what they are because I hate to disclose because we'll see pictures of them. Yeah, 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 sure. On our, on our um, Facebook page. So I would like to not say that, but yeah, I that's actually, fine. They, we, we saw the kids, the parents were amazed at the progress they saw in their kids and the confidence. And so our program is non, non-contact boxing and it's, um, for kids, we say with challenges, but you know, if you just think life is a challenge, we say, come on in and join us. We don't turn anyone away, whether you have a disability or not. And if you have a disability, we have an exercise physiologist in OT, who is also an occupational therapist, who will assess the kids and, and um, you know, make sure that the program is designed for them. Mm -hmm. but we just saw so much growth in that the, these parents, and, and I'm getting more calls to expand the program. So we're right in a place where we are, um, the, the pilot program ended, and we are looking for gym space and ways to um, to expand it because we do have the one gym that we are using but the people are coming at us from all over mm -hmm. um, the, the city wanting us to expand the, the program in the, in different areas. 
is this going to be something that will be available as like an online program as well so that kids can join from all over the place or you know, only it, local? It, it depends on, um, on how, okay, I guess how we, um, how we grow. Um, but I would say if you don't have a program in your area, I would, I would just have your, your child, if you have child with an ADHD, here's the ones that I felt like it really helped the most. Those kids with ADHD and anxiety, mm-hmm. a huge, huge effect on those kids. I, there was one little girl who I knew to have high anxiety and severe um, debilitating anxiety, and she cried all the way to the boxing gym. She cried um, in the, during the warm-up, and she put those boxing gloves on, and she started hitting those bags and hitting those nets, sparring with someone, and she got this smile on her face, and she just didn't turn back. She This is the <laughs> thing to do now. And it, the confidence her mom said it, it, it did it grew in her. That's and, awesome. Um, and there's something about hitting, hitting, putting whatever you're anxious about, face or um, or word or whatever, on that bag and wailing on it. That just feels really good. Well, I'm going to do some research um, when we're done with this to see if I can find any like online programs or videos or anything like that because. Yeah, if you, yeah. If, you, if you could find a place that um, even a private instructor for a few sessions and um, get the sparring gloves, and, and I'll just tell you, it's, it's, um, we're, we are definitely um, going to expand the program. We have a, 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 a fundraising venture coming up in the 1st of October, a golf outing mm-hmm. a, um, group that's um, raising money for us. So we're hoping that to give, get money to buy equipment and gym space and give scholarships to kids as well. Well, that's fantastic. And I was really pleased to read on your blog post how much it has helped you with, uh, with your Parkinson's. And, and, uh, and I think you mentioned that at the beginning, actually, when we started talking about how much it's helped you physically, yeah. which, is, which is great. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. I could use some kickboxing or boxing in my life as well, I do believe. <laughs> I would recommend it for anyone. It's it's it just it's something about that sport that just makes you feel very strong and and you just after you you hit something a few times you just feel good. Hold me back, Aubrey. I think I just <laughs> yes. came back with my next <laughs> business idea: the mom and son kickboxing well, course. <laughs> I think um, I need a shirt that says "After you hit something a few times, you feel good." I love that <laughs> quote, Lisa. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that would be great yeah. in your boxes. <laughs> just go hit something. Just go. Go. Life just sucks today. Just something. go hit something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. Oh, my uh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So I'm, I'm to... here. I'm, j- I'm no, here. No, we're both trying to, <laughs> I, to, I... to recover. <laughs> we, uh, okay. So what else? What else should we talk about, Lisa? We've got the book. You've got two more books coming out after the book. You're a blogger too, correct? Well, yes, and that can't start it out. I'm, I'm, I'm a blogger, but I don't really know what I'm doing blogging. Um, <laughs> Those are the best bloggers. That, 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 that started out as a thing as well. I, um, I probably should read and, and how to navigate this site more, but um, I just love to write, and um, that hasn't always been in my life. But that, again, that was spurred by someone who whose words were of encouragement. So I can't say enough about um, kids and, and people giving others words of encouragement and, um, and, and pointing out what they see and then that, that are their strengths, or I would have never started this. And um, 
you know, when I, when I, I, I had a career for 24 years that I adored. There's no better job than being a school counselor. I could tell you so many historic hysterical stories, but I can't because they're confidential. <laughs> so, but it is, it is the best job and to give that job up was, um, was very hard. And um, I had to, I, I retired earlier than I planned on and wanted to because of my Parkinson's. But I feel like um, I, I have new adventures. Actually, my husband says I have very expensive hobbies. Is how he really calls it. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's um, lab- all of them are labors of love in ways I can still be involved in children children's lives. And um, so the Parkinson's. Um, it, the funny thing is, it, it, my Parkinson's wasn't my first diagnosis. In 2010, I was first diagnosed with a tumor on my spine and a, mm. a cyst on my spine, which has a shunt in it. Then I got the Parkinson's diagnosis. So um, the doctors first thought it was related to the other because they couldn't believe that anyone could have be so unlucky to have three things. Oh my gosh. But I do. And so I call it my trifecta. And I'm sure that God is going to let me win the lottery someday because, you know, that's, um, if you have that, those odds, maybe you can have the other odds. But um, so, but when I was first diagnosed my kid with the, with the um, tumor and I had to have that part removed and it ended up being benign. So it's all good. good. And um, so I still have partial tumor on my spine and a shunt and um, then the Parkinson's. But when I was first diagnosed, my, ki- my kids were seventh grade high school and college. Oh my gosh. And I have to say, um, as hard as it was, um, there are blessings that come out of hard times like that. And, you know, I used to be, I would have to admit, I was tend to be a kind of a helicopter mom. <laughs> and when you were sick, you just, there's nothing, you, you know, I, there was nothing I could do. My kids had to fend for themselves. And so because of that, my youngest is um, very good at laundry <laughs> and uh, will not even let me do his laundry now because he doesn't like the way I do it. I remember times he would shove um, permission slips underneath my nose and say, mom, just sign right here. And so he just got to be more responsible. And so um, I attribute that, that to not being able to be that helicopter mom. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it, was, it was a difficult time, but I had... We, we just pulled together and um, I have, I can't say enough about friends. Can't say enough about friends. You know, if you, the more friends you have, um, I, I couldn't have made it without my friends and their emotional support and all too. So the village is so important. Yes. The so Parkinson's important. diagnosis was the most devastating because there is no cure. Yeah. The other two I could, you know, I could have the shunt. And um, so and, and my meds are starting to wear off now. So I'm at a prime time to, to have the, a surgery called DBS, deep brain stimulation surgery. And I will be having that on October 12th. Oh, wow. So, yes. Well, we will be thinking about you. Goodness, that's that sounds scary. So it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it sounds scary, but I'll tell you, um, when I learned about it, I have a, a, a top doctor who, who specializes in it. And it, when I had to go off my meds for 12 hours um, to prepare for the surgery, to get some testing, that was scarier than yeah. facing the surgery. And so um, I will be quite bionic by the time I'm done with the, the shot on my back and um, um, a battery pack on the front. And um, so 
my friend um, for my birthday this year got me a Wonder Woman hat with long, dark, long <laughs> hair. I have it on my Facebook page. It's, it's my profile picture right now because um, I will have to shave my head. So she got me this hat. So um, so I, I actually, for my birthday, I think I have about 20, 25 hats with Henri saying on them. So when I have to have this one, so. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I've got really fun friends. Well, you um, are the epitome of the woman that we love to promote for um, our series, Live Bravely. It sounds like you are doing nothing short of living every day bravely. And I cannot make it through a freaking sentence without tearing up today. <laughs> Alexa, I told you last night I will be there. If you want to. I'm just, I'm really moved by you, Lisa. I'm really, I'm, I'm really yes. moved by you. If you want to, um, to not cry anymore, read my um, post on my blog post called F. Okay, F, just F? Just F, yeah. Well, I actually was just reading um, the Sachi on the floor, and just was like, that's why I was giggling when you started talking about Parkinson's. I was like, stop reading this. This is not an appropriate time to be giggling, because I was like, I saw that in the links, and I was like, I have to check and see, because I've just been hearing Versace on the floor on the radio all the time. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was, it was as old of a song as it was, because, you know, those of us who just listen to the radio don't realize how long it takes for songs to get out. But yes, it is based on Versace on the Floor by Bruno Mars and it made me giggle. So yes, that's a typical day at the Cox household. <laughs> well, be sure to go check out Lisa's blog at Parkinson71.wordpress.com. Be sure to go check out her book, Not Yet. Um, great, great children's book. It's available on Amazon. And I and just on our website and on the website. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Sorry, we are just messes, but this is life. This is life. <laughs> okay, go read F. Go I read will go read F, F and giggle so I can, you know, get out of this before our next interview. <laughs> what is wrong with you, woman? <laughs> May have to get some more coffee. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I don't drink coffee very often. I've had two cups this morning. My poor brain is just oh. an overload. <laughs> <laughs> Could but. be. Or I may go hit something a few times. Yes, exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we uh, wrap this up? Um, yes. Yeah. It, it seems to me like everyone gives like five items of advice. <laughs> if you want to, go for it. So, we um, love advice. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. okay, so I came up with my five items of advice since I am 57. I mean, most of your listeners are probably younger. Um, I, my advice is, and I look back, laugh, laugh a lot, and, um, and write down your funny stories of your kids because mm -hmm. you forget them and just jot them down because I wish I, I did some of that. And I wish I would have written more of them down. So don't go a day without laughing. Forgive, forgive yourself, forgive others around you. Um, you're not going to be a perfect mom, especially if you're working. This is the best advice that, when I was in, in, in teaching or, or, and as counselor at the time and my kids were young, I went to a counselor myself because I was kind of overwhelmed and losing it. And because I was in education, she used this jargon. And I shared this with people, and it seems to help. She said, you're not going to be a straight-A mom every, in everything you do <laughs> all the time. So you have to be, be willing to lower your grade at once at times. And some days you're going to be an A mom and a B student count or school counselor some days you're going to be a, a school counselor and a c mom and you just have to let give you forgive yourself and, and lighten up on those straight days 
C's get degrees. Sorry, that just. <laughs> you do me a favor and don't tell my youngest son that. Okay, we won't tell that. The college, the college <laughs> one. Nope. <laughs> and my third advice is routine and um, as much routine and in, um, in, in your life as you can give your kids. I think that helps them with their anxiety. I've seen more kids with anxiety in my last mm -hmm. few years of counseling than yeah. when um, I had in the previous years. And my fourth advice is to um, communicate. Whatever it looks like in your family, communicate. And sometimes it looks it gets ugly in our family, but I think as as long as we that's the one thing I would, would say we are going to communicate and hash things out until we all come together with an understanding. And it's when the silence happens is when is sad to me mm -hmm. is when people stop communicating, whether it's laughter or or things you have to work out. And my last one is. Um, just to know that even in the hardest times, there are blessings that come out of it. Yeah. Even if it's as small as your kid can learn how to run a washing machine. So. Absolutely. Those are, that's really nice advice. Thank you. Sure. I just, that's my thought. You're amazing. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed this interview and I'm really looking forward to our, our listeners hearing it too. Thank you. Yes. And our, Good thoughts and prayers will be with you on October 12th. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, um, um, it's going to be, I'm really, it's, I'm really excited about it. It's a good, good surgery and it's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Well, have a happy day. Thank you.